is the Brian Suits Show. I already incorporated that into the uh, the, the end of the week montage. Uh, minds think alike. I am something the KTDH Brian Suits here with producer Greg here at the end of the week. The the dose of February. Um, and <clears throat> wait till you hear about liquid heroin. Uh, so that'll be, that'll, this is an, I mean, I got to tell you, this is an eye popper at uh, 2 a.m. But first of all, bad, bad news for all of you. And let me just, uh, it's, 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 as they say, at Pentagon Public Affairs, go ugly early. Don't bury the lead. Go ugly early. So here it is. Or reason to hide. Glad tidings on this Groundhog Day. An early spring is on. I'm not ready. wasn't ready for that. Not 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 happy. And the the big lagomorph. Uh, he's not a rodent. Anytime, not a, not a squirrel. Um, <clears throat> um, predicted an early spring. Uh, and you know, I mean, let's face it. On January 31st, it was 63. Yeah, I didn't need a large squirrel predicting the weather to tell me this. But uh, you mean you want it to be cold? Do you want it yes. to be gray? And you want it to last for the rest of your days? I would like a winter, please. <clears throat> um, I ski on the Mount Tahoma trail system, but there there ain't no snow. Hard to ski on on ain't no snow. So not not real happy uh, about the just just a week of it. You know, just just a week of it. So I you, know, I, you want a prediction about the weather? I'm calling, You're asking the wrong. I am calling film. for the death of Punxsutawney Phil. They they're using the wrong groundhog. Do you remember ten years ago when uh, for, I don't know why the mayor of New York did it, but Bill De Blasio. The, apparently there was a tamer groundhog, but he was down for the weather or something. So they replaced him at the last minute with an angry female groundhog, and he grabbed it the wrong way. Remember, he was such a big goof, it, and then bit fell. him, and he he bit him, and he dropped on its on its head. Did the thing die like five days it later? Did because he dropped it on its head. They and don't he, land on their feet like the uh, like the cats. cats. Yeah, but uh, anyway. Oh, before we get into how easy it is to kidnap someone, using using uh, the gig economy to uh, rip someone, and that Walgreens is only, since they're so racist, they're only closing a certain uh, Walgreens. So let's just wrap up the week in style. So get uh, buckle up. It's, it's a long one. I, I don't apologize. No apology. <laughs> President and I will not tolerate attack on U.S. forces. An early spring is on the way. This is one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. These people came from the airport here, probably on boats, probably on buses, and probably all for free. Now they're getting stipends. They're getting what else? Including the hooties. A fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. Of course not, Senator. In this uh, country. Senator, that's ridiculous. No, it Senator, is not ridiculous. Uh, you want Taylor Swift fans, they are, they're elevating her to an idol. If you look it up in the Bible, it's a sin. DCYF chose to leave a newborn baby with his father, despite the father having a criminal history and history of drug abuse issues. So... I don't like that. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. Shame on you, Walgreens. I've been doing this a long time. I know I don't look like I'm 40, but I'm 40. 
right? <laughs> anyway. Wow. He really knows how to beat a dead horse, uh, don't he? Well, uh, so uh, let's see. <clears throat> yeah, wait till you hear about uh, how close we are to uh, enough liquid heroin. <clears throat> um, 53 million lethal doses of uh, liquid heroin. And its origin may not surprise you if you know Yakima. That's enough to fill Lumen Field. I, and it's so dumb when they do that. It's like it's like coming up with a fictional creature. It's like, this is... Oh, this is like a 29 Angry Kraken, whatever. <clears throat> um, you know, Root Sports, the weekly, like, half-hour talk show about the Kraken is called What's Kraken? I get it. <laughs> Which I love. See, it's it's a... It's a... Uh, a pun. A pun. You think that's the highest form of humor, pun humor? I, I, think, I think it is because it annoys me so much whenever someone doesn't make a pun and then they tag it with no pun intended. And I, I, I have to say out loud, none delivered, none given. You know, don't, no apology needed. If you don't make a pun, don't apologize for the pun, please. It's a, uh, it's almost like, um, uh, what's the? Uh, it's almost like saying, I could care less. I'll correct you. I've been guilty of that. I will correct you for saying I could care less. And when you're trying to say you could not care less. Yeah, so if you say, no pun intended, ha, 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 well, okay. No. I'm with it. I'm hip. Stop. You, you kids. And so anyway, I didn't, I see that I didn't save the final, final version of the morning montage because I did a, a thing. I will say that the Radio Hall of Fame is online too, and they <clears throat> want to hurry go up around the nomination process and just submit that morning montage to the greatest news montages of the Brian Suit Show let in me, history. Let me play the real end uh, of it. All greens. I've been doing this a long time. I know I don't look like I'm 40, but I'm 40. <laughs> Right. Police say the now arrested teens intentionally ran down people along Aurora Avenue North in North Seattle. <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, when I saw that this morning, I'm like, geez, is he beating that dead horse enough? Impressed. Is he tenderizing it? Um, and all that. So, yeah, there's uh, plenty of local stuff, including, but including, I got to say, Two things that really popped my eyes. Now, you might have heard about this 14-year-old girl in Mount Vernon um, who's been missing since mid-January. Well, she's been found safe and sound, but it's where and the method of her getting there that is disturbing. And so Mount Vernon authorities and the family were very public about the the missing 14-year-old girl. Hannah and David... Ella's family tells me lots of tips have been coming in, and while none of them have been major, they are holding on to hope they're going to have that big breaker that brings Ella back home, which is why a just a couple of hours... big old breaker, and so there was a big old breaker because Mount Vernon PD and other authorities did their did their footwork. Candles, sharing prayers, and supporting each other as the search for Ella continues. Ella's family says the team was speaking to a man online before she left home without her phone or... Hmm, a clue. Shocking. Okay. Yeah, well, so guess where she was? Um, <clears throat> there's 50 states, and I'll, I'll uh, boil it down to ones that start with M. Uh, would that be Governor Whitmer's state? Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, New Haven, Michigan. <clears throat> uh, 
because a 30-year-old man Ubered her to Michigan. Uh, for a cool 8000 bucks. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, is there more? Um, and so uh, apparently she left her phone behind or something so they couldn't ping it or whatever. But, I mean, the the, the guy conspired uh, with, with the 14-year-old Mount Vernon girl. A 14-year-old girl was reported missing from from uh, Mount Vernon early January, found safe in Michigan. The Mount Vernon Police Department uh, said yesterday morning uh, the identity of the man uh, said they uh, had previously talked about uh, her and, and that data was left in the phone. Uh, but anyway, um, the man who identified as Keith on, on the phone, uh, he ordered a ride share for the girl to his address in New Haven, Michigan. So, I mean, a whole bunch of, I'm not saying like there's a better tradecraft or whatever. I mean, you know, let's just hope that, that weirdos like this make mistakes like that. But that's astounding. That <clears throat> I mean, first of all, how, how does a 14-year-old get into an Uber unless the, and I mean, I have so many questions about this as the parent of a 14-year-old. How does Uber have a driver that that can put in? I mean, I've seen pictures of the young young lady. <clears throat> if she claimed she was eighteen, I would still ask for ID. I mean, by law, I mean, please, I get ID'd. Really, you should see me. And so, um, so she gets an Uber at fourteen. So, so yes, uh, New Haven, Michigan, please, <laughs> whatever. And how does the guy drive her there, or or does he relay? Does she does she say from Mount Vernon, oh uh, Leavenworth, please, and then Leavenworth she says Wenatchee. You know, I I I'm so many uh, questions here. So Toppenish, been <laughs> step on it. You know, I, I don't know, but you do that for eight days and you wind up in Michigan, and then she's with this guy for for several weeks as her family's looking for. Her. But anyway, she's located safe and sound. The guy's charged for, I mean, just name it. But anyway, so there's that story uh, locally. And the <clears throat> the families of uh, uh, three U.S. soldiers killed in Jordan last Sunday are going to be uh, present at the dignified transfer of remains, as they say. And so will uh, Biden because he's, uh, he's on vacation this weekend because there's nothing else to do, apparently. Um, in Delaware, and so it's going to be at Dover uh, Air Force Base in Delaware, where this is normally done. And again, I mean, this is and this may make you all comfortable, but again, Biden's going to invoke his son who died of cancer in a hospital bed at Walter Reed. He did not die in Iraq. And I didn't say anything the other day when, when Biden made uh, the personal phone calls uh, to the parents of one particular uh, of the soldiers, but but I he does this. He 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 implies that his son died in Iraq or died because he was in Iraq. And <clears throat> um, where is him? I I um I didn't uh, play the entire thing. Oh, here we go. Oh yeah. Okay. So he kind of, of course, he mumbles it at the end. But but um, you know, again, if you have a direct sympathetic story, an anecdote, a tie to someone, by all means, use it so that they know that you're, you're speaking from a place of authenticity. But I mean, if you do just a little bit of, if, you, if you're just slightly aware of how he lost his son, which is no, no less tragic, 
But I mean, it beats getting a seven six two by five four uh, round through the head. Uh, so there, there's that. I know, uh, you know, everybody. Uh, I, I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to ease the pain. I've been there. Yes, sir. We understand. The parents overcome with emotion when the president. The very leathery Martha Raddatz from ABC uh, reveals how their daughter will be honored. We're promoting her posthumously to sergeant. Oh, wow. That is the best news I've heard today. And that, at that point, that's a great phone call. You, you you gave them, she said, best news, and it's customary to promote posthumously uh, soldiers, Marines that are, that are killed in combat. And oftentimes they're ceremoniously awarded the uh, uh, a Bronze Star or, or Purple Heart. And I mean, believe it, I mean, they, you know, they died of wounds, so they were wounded in combat, so literally a Purple Heart. And, and like, you know, say, I'll see you on Saturday in Dover. Great phone call. Perfect phone call. Thank you so much. Can't leave it alone, though. You don't know how much that means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to, lot to me. My son spent a year in Iraq. That's how I lost him. My, my son spent a year in Iraq. That's how I lost him. It wasn't a year, and he was 50 miles from the closest burn pit. So anyway, that's that's me. That's my little windmill that I like to joust. And but but he he gives me um, he gives me uh, plenty of opportunity to to joust that there uh, doesn't it and now there's going to be uh, an early spring so thanks for ruining my weekend there, uh, Joer and uh, I'll, I'll give him I'll give him a chance <laughs> anyway that's when he finds that out um, <clears throat> and um, by the way Axios not not me pulling it out of here. But Axios, uh, uh, up and coming, very, very respected political uh, news site with the revealing uh, this morning, what is the TV show, the morning TV show that Biden is obsessed with, that his team is obsessed with? And you know how it works. If the president is, is obsessed with something, everyone has to be obsessed with it. They all have to know what he's seeing on there. The answer may surprise you, tease, tease, tease. Who's heard of liquid heroin? I mean, and I don't mean like heating it up in a spoon, liquid heroin. But I mean... Thank you, Soundgarden. The, where, uh, diacetylmorphine, liquid heroin. Uh, feds, feds in Portland <clears throat> have seized an astronomical amount of liquid heroin from a U-Haul truck stopped in a lot of a Motel 6 in Tigard. Guess where they rented the U-Haul truck out of that, that hauled the eight barrel, 55-gallon barrels of liquid heroin. Say, um, uh, there's a there's a roof rack brand named after them. And you probably know uh, roof racks better than me. Spoiler, it's not from Thule, Greenland. Okay. From Yakima, from Yakima, Vegas. Yakima. So they loaded eight 55-gallon drums of liquid heroin. Diacetylmorphine, as it's called, in Yakima. They got a tip. <clears throat> the The tip was track this U-Haul. Four guys arrested. How many are still in custody? the The answer may not surprise you. Um, but uh, anyway, in out of Yakima, um, why liquid heroin? <clears throat> because it's it's um you the because of the volume. It's slightly cheaper. You can even cut it with fentanyl. Um, and 
when when it's finally mixed, uh, according to my source, my man on the inside in the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office for Western Oregon, it's cut with either powdered milk or actual sugar. And when it's ingested, it's metabolized into morphine in the body. Morphine then binds to opioid receptors in the brain, spinal cord, and other organs, resulting in a powerful analgesic and a euphoric effect. This rapid, intense interaction with the central nervous system is what makes liquid heroin so addictive. It's literally more addictive than uh, actual heroin, which is derived from the poppy seed, from, from uh, somniferum orientalis. Which you can buy legally, by the way. Did people know that? And um, so anyway, it's a more addictive heroin than if you want to extend it, you can mix it with uh, fentanyl. And here's the thing. It was made in Yakima. And I, I've always said this, that, that, that we're really missing the boat on where on what, what's happening in the southern border on, on one, one thing. One of them is that oftentimes the cartels send a MacGuffin, you know, a, a Fugazi, a fake, a fakey fake faker. Um, across the southern border because the real flood is happening out of B.C., out of Vancouver, um, be because they can launder money through provincial casinos. And they know that the northern border is virtually undefended. I mean, you go where they ain't. They're, the drug cartels are no different than Rommel. Uh, or Napoleon, go where they ain't. You know, you can you can flood the Sumas uh, border or the or the truck border. Anyway, so so get your precursor chemicals into the country, this country, and then you don't you don't take them down I five. You go east the mountains because there you blend in. You know, if if a five foot three guy with facial tats is walking around Ballard. Somebody might notice him and maybe take note of what he's wearing and all that. Same guy in Sela, he's your neighbor. Same guy in Yakima, he's your landlord, you know, or whatever, right? Um, not that I'm I'm profiling here. I'm just saying if I wanted to blend in and I was of a certain demographic, I would go to Yakima. Um, I'd, I'd go to Kennewick, you know, whatever. And so the truck was rented out of Yakima. And, and there's – and by the way – why, why else? Of course you take it to Oregon. I mean, of course. This is part of the reason why they declared an emergency. Because we, where do you take uh, enough liquid heroin to uh, lethally dose 53 million people? To Multnomah County, to the state of Oregon. A fatal dose of heroin is about 30 milligrams. The 1.4 metric tons would provide 53 million fatal doses. That would be that'd be the entire West Coast, by the way, and throw in uh, Colorado. Uh, not only the amount of drugs, but its liquid state is unusual. Homeland Security initially suspected the barrels were carrying liquid fentanyl. Field tests returned positive results for fentanyl, but further analysis by a forensic scientist at Oregon State Crime Lab showed that the seven barrels contained heroin, according to court documents. So, I mean, these are bad guys. Um, if we cared about uh, kids in the future and drug addiction, somebody would take them out to the uh, to the woods and shoot them in the head. But that would be wrong, so we don't do that. But anyway, um, Santos, uh, Alisail, Aguilar, Maya, uh, Luis De Leon, Woodward, Marco Magallan, and Luis Amador were arrested, <clears throat> each accused of conspiracy to distribute heroin and possession with the intent to distribute heroin. Um... 
Magistrate Judge Jeffrey Armistead granted pretrial release to two of the four men, Amador and Woodward. Hey, wild stab, does anyone think they'll be there at their at their arraignment? Anyone? Anyone? Um, guess where the uh, the asylum-seeking cop beaters from New York are? They got on a bus to California. Anyway, back in a second. 0-2. Oh, um, 800-465-8770 Friday, so that calls for two checkings of the texting, because you might have a lot of things to say, or you might just be blowing a bunch of smoke. Anyway, we'll, we'll determine right after the same 770-KTTH. Until it sort of settled down, and then I realized, holy I am at the Oh my god, I'm watching the most amazing thing ever. Hey, I'm sounds something the KTTH Brian Suits here. <clears throat> Why didn't you tell me that Michael Bublé did his press conference at the All-Star game yesterday on mushrooms? What? Were you holding out on me? Is this real? It's for real! Yesterday, he apparently, he admits that a friend gave him a, quote, microdose of mushrooms. Michael Bublé, the singer, who I think is a great singer. Fun fact, I saw him, he he did a wedding early, super early in his career when he was like a deal in Vancouver. I was at a wedding in White Rock, B.C., and he was phenomenal. And years later, I met him when he was Michael Bublé, and I said, hey, uh, I was at that McLeod wedding in White Rock on the water. And he was like, oh, that was a blast and, and a really good guy. And who I think is viable as a singer, but I would hold off on ever giving him mushrooms again. So apparently he's part, he's like in a celebrity. There was a celebrity game, three on three game or something yesterday. He did a press conference afterwards because he's the, the celebrity and he's like the grand marshal of the all-star game or something. But uh, take it away, mushroom bubble. The answer is no, I will not be the oldest draft pick the Vancouver Canucks have ever taken at 48 years old. Go I know ahead. you and you. You're a really good hockey. You got good hands, dude. You've got silky mitts, my brother. You are the first person who's ever told me that. Already because I'm the that. first real ever hockey fan. Dude. My buddy told me this is just a microdose of mushrooms, and he was lying. <laughs> so I'll be honest, I thought I was in Blades of Glory for most of the time that I was out there until it sort of settled down, and then I realized, holy I am at the NHL All-Star Game. We literally are the heart and soul of these teams. And uh, if they win, it'll be because of us. And if they lose, it will be because of us. All of my, my text, it was people, congratulations, congratulations on being chosen to go to the All-Star Game. And I was like, congratulations, I'm a, I'm a superstar. <laughs> Thanks, guys, thank you. Isn't that crazy? And I believe it's a thousand percent authentic. I don't think it was edited together or anything. I mean, he he is. I mean, believe me, as someone who's all over the place, uh, I would know if, if I microdose something. But so anyway, I'll tweet that out <clears throat> at Dark Secret Place um, on the Twitter machine. And this is on <clears throat> uh, the uh, this is on the um, uh, the Instagram the the Zuckerberg uh, gram. Uh, by the way, so. 
Anyway, I will say this: if you're a well, they changed it from the bird to an X. If you're a superstar, celebrity, uber famous, and you're caught on camera or a video view services online where you're either high on mushrooms or have just consumed copious amounts of alcohol and are acting silly. I concur that it can be kind of amusing or silly to a degree, but the problem is most people who do this stuff aren't uber famous or superstars, and it has the potential and ability to ruin lives if you uh, ingest these kind of things on a regular, ruin families, ruin relationships, ruin careers. But again, if you're above the law- Nothing funny or glamorous about it. Unless, uh, Of course, the Roosevelt Junior High School Port Angeles uh, JV football team found them in the elk poo on the field Mm -hmm. and stuff. And, and I mean, so I know when people are, that's the thing you don't slur You're, you're not high. Um, like, like you're drunk where you're slurring words and stuff like that. Um, so I've, I've interacted, uh, with, with people, uh, and the uh, secondary education level where they're, they're studying on them and then they have to test on them because you have to test the way you study as which I don't know if that's a myth or not. All I know is that was a preferred, uh, an old uh, old uh, farmer's tale in old farmer uh, Pullman, that if we studied one way, you had to test that same way. Which, uh, <clears throat> many people are nodding right now, going, "That's totally true, bro." And I, and I, I, I mean, I saw, I saw an older brother honk a fatty every morning and do a wake and bake. And I that scared me away from drugs. All I needed, uh, so I, I think I've um, I, I can count like on one hand the times I've ever uh, gotten high and not passed eight to twenty two. And the main thing I didn't like it was was how out of control I felt, how quickly it happened, how out of control I felt. Right. You know and that's why I will sit there watching the NFL Network and take a half an hour for a you know vodka and seltzer. And then maybe get just a glass of seltzer and a lime, you know, and just and then buy one for my friend or whatever, and or let them buy their own. Damn you! Um, but that thing where you you take a thing, right. you, or you eat a brownie or whatever, or an edible, or that's that stuff is scary to me because because people you know eat a gummy and they're thirty seconds later. You know, it's, the effect is almost immediate, and and people are, are acting like, well, the effect is a point. So not the social, no, not the social contact, not not hanging around a campfire. You're just going to pop a gummy and be high AF in about five minutes. That's great. I remember okay. watching the Beatles anthology growing up, and there was an incident where I think John and Paul either dropped acid or did LSD. Those aren't synonymous, are they? Are those two different things? Um, Yeah, like surgic. Uh, yeah, okay. LSD and acid are the but, same thing. But they, the, they're identical. The takeaway for me was Lennon loved it. He loved the out-of-body experience, and I don't feel like myself, and I get above this world, and McCartney freaking hated it and said, why would I want to leave my body and go to this alternate realm? And it scared the heck out of him, and it just... It brought home the fact to me that uh, different strokes for different folks. I and, and like the it's funny because there's there's all these alternate therapies that the VA is being pressured to use and like well uh, another an alternate therapy for PTSD might be um, mushrooms because many swear that it, it alleviates the anxiety and I'm like well okay <clears throat> you know what I do I just don't have the anxiety so that, can I do that so don't send me that letter. American Lake VA. I'm not interested in, exper- in some experiment where you give me a brownie. 
um, and then attach, uh, you know, bumpers to me and let me hang out at American Lake all day. So, um, yeah, I just <clears throat> not 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 a fan, but I but I see that, and I and I remember that when you could detect that somebody was um, had done that because they weren't slurring or whatever, but they were seeing a different world than you were seeing. And and sometimes they were manic, and like in this case, I would say manic. This is this is the the great singer Michael Bublé, by the way, um, who who was a reborn, you know, Frank Sinatra on the whole thing. But uh, anyway, not going to lie to you, Greg, I haven't curated any texts. Uh, neither have I, but that won't stop me from playing the text bumper. <laughs> no, hell no. It's a Friday version of the checking of the texting. We're going to slow roll it here. Logging on, logging on. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> um, Axios says inside Biden's obsession with Morning Joe. I mean, I've I've revealed to all of you the 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 secret language of the White House and the DNC and CNN and NBC. It's an open secret amongst the interns and and production assistants at, at MSNBC early in the morning that the president is obsessed with their their banter. And their their insight and their mocking of Trump and the whole thing. I mean, to the point where the White House has a hotline uh, into Thirty Rock in Manhattan. And uh, what they're unaware of is that not everybody that works there is a conservative. Many of them are people just building their resume, and they can't believe what they're watching, and they're just waiting for Fox to call. But uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Text from the seven one four B and G. The reason the rental truck was out of Yakima is that it is the terminus of US three ninety five. Unfortunately, Yakima has been the base for Northwest drug distribution because it's the least patrolled north-south highway from SoCal. The cartels likely can confirm infrastructure built up. Um, can confirm. Yeah, that, that's what that was, <clears throat> that's probably the running joke about Gavin Newsom being U-Haul salesman of the year for four years running is because U-Hauls go from uh, L.A. to San Antonio, Austin, Phoenix, you, know, you name it. They also go north. Uh, they go to Bend. They go to Redmond, where 395 goes. And where 395 starts in the Mojave Desert, by the way, is where you just had six guys killed in a cartel hit and then burned. They they bring a can of gas so they, they can – because they think that will buy them a couple days because they don't do DNA in Mexico or something. So they always burn the bodies. Um, the Russians behead and cut off the hands because they want they to take dental and – uh, and fingerprints uh, with them, and that that will that'll buy them a week. But uh, that's why they do that. And yeah, no, I I I believe that. Text from the four two five, Brian. I get not bombing Iran specifically, but why do you think the Biden administration won't just eliminate the Houthis quickly? What is he scared of? Um, he's scared of Michigan. I mean, you're seeing it today. Uh, he went he went to uh, Michigan yesterday to suck, uh, to kiss a uh, Union b- booty. And they altered his route because there were so many protests planned, a public protest, because he's getting it from both ends. He's getting it from the Palestinian end. And Rashida Tlaib is a is a sieve of information. She's you know calling directly back to her uh, district, saying, "Well, yeah, the the POTUS route. He's going to land at uh, uh, Detroit." International, but he's going to go out a uh, uh, whatever delivery exit, and he's going to take back streets in Detroit to get to some union thing. Um, so he's getting it at the Gaza end, and he's getting it at the Houthi end uh, as well. 
so 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 that is what it is because if because right now he's he's bombing Yemen but they're not bombing it smart they're bombing it dumb and I I know a thing or two about a thing or two about the terrain in Yemen because I used to sit in a trailer at Camp Lamanier in Djibouti and do stuff and junk and there's a smart way to do it and a dumb way to do it and giving them five days is the dumb way um, and so to Arab Americans it's just well he's bombing Arabs and to Palestinian Americans whatever that is uh, he's bombing Gaza He's because he's allowing the Israelis to bomb Gaza so that that's why they're having to do these kabuki dances like sanctioning four Israeli settlers in the West Bank have been sanctioned by the US government. They can't bank and all, and all that. And and as as toothless as that is, that just erodes his credibility with a big chunk of uh, voters in the state of Michigan. Pretty key, open Senate seat. So he's doing everything he can to lose Michigan. And it should not affect foreign policy, but it does. And, and it has. Anyway, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Including the hoodies. Hey, I'm 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. I didn't see what was it with, with Darius Rucker in Memphis or whatever. What was his drug arrest for? And I was trying to find it. It just him. It was not including the hoodies. I including just, the hoodies. The summarization just only said simple drug misdemeanor or something. So I'm not and, sure what the And it was Tennessee, was. right? Memphis? I believe so. I yes. don't think the weed, I don't think the, the chronic. The sticky icky, uh, the jazz cabbage, the hippie lettuce is legal there. And Darius Rucker's ex-girlfriend was trolling him online, posting a picture and saying karma next to it. No. And I think he does have a history with substance Including abuse. Including the hooties. And has talked about it in the past. So unfortunately to see him. That's regress, out of the rules. Unless they had a nasty breakup. I think something. they did. Yeah. But I thought he was married. He sings that song about his daughter. Well, I, I still think he probably loves his daughter, but just has an oh, addiction Oh, maybe problem. he had a girlfriend, you know. Yeah. So maybe the the blowfish. Uh, he should live Including and be well. the hooties. Get better. And how are the rest of the hooties doing, by the way? I don't know. Well, I guess they're the blowfish, right? I just have happen to have that uh, handy. They're big as head, everybody. But uh, anyway, well, he'll get a, he'll get, get a good lawyer. I mean, try to find a jury that's going to. I'd go right to the jury on that one. It's, un it's unfortunate that militants in the Middle East are stealing Hootie's good name. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Biden yesterday was, if you're wondering, like me, uh, when they keep saying, at a time and place of our choosing, we're going to absolutely whack those Hooties. And then also the Iraqis in Syria, who the Iranians are training and equipping and the whole thing. So very complex, and he's he's not here to explain foreign policy to a bunch of UAW people, he's in Detroit avoiding Arab American voters um, because they're they're they are sink the ship is sinking in Michigan. And but you know what'll turn that frown upside down is if he if he a uh, little a little folksy anecdote. I've been doing this a long time. I know I don't look like I'm forty, but I'm forty. <laughs> right? See, self-deprecating humor. How about me, huh? So this is what they they told him. 
you know, inside poop here, you know what? Own it. Own your age. <clears throat> what she does when he walks, when he does that tender little, I'm on broken glass walk like an old man, or then he doesn't know when to just drop the joke. You, you got the laugh. A long time. I know I don't look like I'm 40, but I'm 40. <laughs> right? <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we actually we documented this uh, yesterday that they're and and they're they're panicking because now now you have your worst nightmare. You let these guys in and then they kick the tar out of two New York police officers on closed circuit TV in Times Square and then they get out no bail. Just apparently there's a fifth guy who he's who's uh, uh um, who has uh, is going to stay in there with. With until he can post bail, but if he posts bail, he can go. So the other four jumped a bus, and they they didn't exactly uh, you know give you give us a heads up on on uh, where they're going. Oh, well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. He was seen, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after being released. All I know is if that is not a Trump campaign commercial Saturday, then they, they need to get a new team because, that's, because that, that, that's the deal. The smug look on these kids, and they're 19, 20, 21, but the neck tats, the Venezuelan gangs flipping off cameras after kicking the crap out of two NYPD officers on 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 closed circuit TV and the White House hates this and they hate that MSNBC is obsessed with any New York based media, meaning the media uh, is obsessed with it because they're, because thanks to governor Abbott, they're feeling the, the, uh, the, the price, the, they're feeling the, uh, the way here. That's, and which is great. I'm all for that. I, I think what he's done is brilliant. And even if he knew it would wind up like as big as how can it not, uh, you know that th this might be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Um, you know, and and so the the uh, the head fake that the White House has right now is oh we might be starting Operation Biden Storm on Friday night, but uh, don't count on it. And because I mean part part of the problem that's happened already is, as I've said, the means, the resources to have uh, executed. Pretty meaningful strikes on places that have been off limits for five years. Um, that existed on the very same base on Sunday night. There's a detachment of Apache helicopters that operate out of there. We don't, we don't, they don't ground uh, in Syria at Tanf, the base 15 miles to the north, but they are, are ready to come support it at, at 30 seconds notice. There is a couple birds that are kept. A fully fueled, full bag of gas, and and full missiles, hellfires, and the whole thing, right? So th that is standing by. That's the purpose of that base, but it wasn't defended. There was no air defense, and and so that was not done Sunday night. The president should have been briefed that the means to do this right now that we have our own targets. We don't have to wait for Israel to call because for some reason they're not returning our call lately these days because you keep throwing Netanyahu under the bus. We have all the targeting we need, and it wasn't done Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, last night, and it won't be done tonight. But uh, anyway, and, and so if if you knew for sure, <clears throat> if you thought, if you were told in Farsi by, by your boss 
the Americans are coming. They're bringing their pissed off uh, Apache pilots with them and, and the whole thing. You would not sit around. And, and that that crew, uh, the Iranian uh, funded militias, they don't they don't screw around. If they don't if they know that's coming, they're either told by the Russians through the Iranians and they immediately pack up and they go back into Iraq. They pass right through Anbar province because they hang from a lamppost. If they stop there, they go right back into East Baghdad, into Sutter City. That's what they do. And the Iranian government, I mean, the Iraqi government knows that. That's why when we bomb them in Sutter City, the Iraqi government high fives and fist bumps and pop champagne because they wish they could do Iraq everywhere, like such Such as. as. And so that's the dynamic that's going on. So make no mistake, they can paint it any way they want about biding our time or whatever, but they are losing an opportunity that they could have had last Sunday. And this is all because this is a a head fake uh, to make you believe that the Biden administration is really going to make him pay a price and all that. We will respond when we choose, where we choose, and how we choose. And by the way, I'm really old. I've been doing this a long time. I know I don't look like I'm 40, but I'm 40. <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, there you go. Uh, when White House aides appear on MSNBC's Morning Joe, they're often booked between 7 and 7.40 a.m. Eastern, which is astounding. Um, that's in the four. That's the four a.m. hour our time. That's so they'll reach one crucial and loyal viewer, President Biden. Why it matters? Bi- Biden's years-long love of MSNBC's staple morning show affects how the White House runs and who Biden listens to, according to people familiar with the relationship. Um, during the day, Biden has long asked his staff whether they saw a story, a poll, or a segment that had been on the show. He's included show regulars in off-the-record conversations with policy experts. So. He is obsessed with the show. So was Barack Obama. By the way, so was Trump. Uh, Trump is very sensitive to criticism, and the criticism comes from them. And so he watched it too. But uh, Maybe his favorite show should be the Today Show, where he would have seen Larry David promoting the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm yesterday. You had a rule that there were some things you did not want to talk about. Yeah, that was when the you thing. You, said, you told our producer, we saw. let's talk about anything. There's Except just one for, thing we don't want to talk about. So let's start there. What do you think about <laughs> Travis and Taylor? You've really got a nerve. Yeah. You know? You've really, got, you've really got a nerve. You bring it out or not? By the way, I, we I, weren't going to. We I used I used the yes what, word what, once before. <laughs> what time Pacific was this? Oh, I don't know, six a.m., seven a.m. Oh, somewhere around he's, there. He's wrapping up a morning well, Joe right March. now. You know, we haven't shot much. Yeah. Yeah. Do and, you miss it? Because everybody came loved doing what they did. Uh, I, I don't. Well, yeah, I miss I miss being with my my. So Biden will be quoting Larry David later on today. So, yeah, he is uh, he is obsessed with this show because it's inside political talk. And that's why I just want to point out if you're obsessed with this show, like all right thinking Americans should be. That's why I talk about when NBC goes live at 2 a.m. Pacific. Nobody out in the Pacific watches it. I watch it because. They, they delivered the talking points. They either took the phone call and and do the first draft of the talking points, um, or they think of things themselves, which is remarkable if you know any of them, um, that become White House talking points or spin. And it's like the narrative right now is, oh, yeah, we're, we're like a sword of Damocles over Tehran. 
or we're like uh, we're like Thor's hammer over uh, Syria or something. Every day it goes by that nothing happens, they realize this is all politics and nothing is going to happen. So you can just take your sort of damocles or whatever and, and cut it down or whatever. So, uh, all right, uh, next hour, yeah, the Jefferson County prosecutor has a real problem with DCYF not thinking they still have probable cause. And this is according to the lawmaker that made HB 1227 that nothing has changed about who can who can seize a kid if the kid's in imminent danger. Well, it literally does change what imminent danger is. So drug-addicted parent no longer imminent danger. Um, more on that in the second AM 770. It's Groundhog Day, everybody. For reason to hide. Glad tidings on this Groundhog Day. An early spring is on the way. Well, crap. KTTH.